Grow Great is a city government leadership podcast with Lisa Norris and me, Randy Cantrell. Each week we share insights, experiences, and wisdom to help you and your leadership grow great. Our website is growgreat.com. I'm not coming to you from uh, my usual studio, and I'm alone today. Uh, no, Lisa, I want to talk to you a little bit about transitions and managing transitions. Uh, Lisa and I have told you our schedules have just gotten stupid crazy. Um, as you can tell, I'm not in my normal location, so traveling, so trying to do this a little bit on the road. Uh, anyway, apologies. But thanks for clicking play. Uh, transitions is something that Lisa and I are having to manage right now. Uh, we talked to you about both of us uh, moving and a whole lot of personal stuff as well as professional stuff that's keeping us both busy. And I find myself in working with clients who are also in various transitions and teams who are in transitions. And it's incredibly common in our space, the space of city government leadership, uh, for us to be seemingly in a constant state of transition and flux. So how do we handle this? How do we manage this? Uh, not only the pressures that we feel and the stress and the anxiety and the angst and the fear that we have to manage in our own lives, but the lives of the people around us, our team. Uh, perhaps it can even be an entire organization. You know, coming out of the pandemic, one of the things that uh, was really fascinating for me to observe um, up close and personal were the number of retirements that took place. A lot of folks during the pandemic postponed their retirement because of the present distress. So coming out of the pandemic, an awful a lot of folks who had intended on retiring a year, maybe two years, but the pandemic postponed that. And now, and now they, they stepped away. And so we had a, a seemingly a rash of, of people who, who did that. And now those gaps in leadership created uh, a lot of transition for folks. So transitions can, can come in any form or fashion and maybe transitions, the, 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 not the right word. Maybe it should be a challenge. But when I say transition, I mean, we're going from one state where we have this known, we have this quantifiable thing that we were comfortable with. And now we have this new thing and we're not sure about it. And it's not fully known. And, we're stepping into what sometimes feels like the abyss. How do you handle that? What are some things that you do to manage your way through that for yourself personally? And if you are a supervisor, if you're a leader, if you're a person who has direct reports, what do you do in order to help them through it? Let me just give you a few observations that I've made through the years. Uh, fear and anxiety understandably run high when we're faced with the unknown. And I've said it before because years and years ago, when I was a young man, there was an older woman, uh, 
she was an old woman to me, but I was young at the time. And she was in the world of human resource. And hiring people was a bit of a challenge for me as a young leader. And I recall asking her uh, for advice. And she said, well, who do you hire for? And I told her all the typical kinds of things. You know, I'm hiring for some experience. I'm hiring for some skills here and there. And I mentioned what they were. And she said, let me tell you the one thing that you should hire for. And you really should put all the other stuff on a back burner. And I said, please. I leaned forward. We were having lunch together. And she said, you're really only hiring for one thing. Willingness. You need people who are willing to do what you need done the way you need it done. If you have the most skilled person, if you have the most talented person, but they don't have willingness, what have you got? And I sat there for a minute and I thought, and I thought, well, I, you know, you're right. I, I don't have anything. I mean, it was one of those eureka moments for me. It was an aha epiphany. And I've long thought about that. But in the context of these transitions, our willingness can be extremely tested because our minds go to the worst possible scenarios. We normally don't, unless the transition involves the loss of a tyrant as a boss, we don't normally think, oh, great, you know, then the, the, our next boss is going to be way better and everything's going to be great and rosy. It doesn't typically go that way. In our head, we cross all these bridges. As Mark Twain, I think, once remarked, you know, most of those bridges that in your head you, you cross, you never do get to them. You don't cross those bridges in real life. Uh, but we're able to imagine the worst. So let me start with that. One of my best pieces of advice when it comes to these transitions and managing our fear is... Do your dead level best to not allow your mind to go to the worst possible scenario. The reason for this is very simple. What's the profit? Now, I believe in counting the cost. I believe in measuring and weighing the upside versus the downside. I happen to believe and embrace the notion of asking that question, what's the worst thing that can happen? But don't just ask it, answer it. What is the worst thing that can happen? Because usually the worst thing that can happen is not really what we've got in mind. I've, I've commonly asked people, okay, is losing the job going to be the worst? Is that the worst case scenario? And they'll think for a minute, well, no, I'll get another job. Okay, well, if losing your house? Oh, no, I, you know, maybe the odds of me losing my house are slim and none. Okay, so what's the worst thing that happens? The worst thing that happens is you have to make this change. You may not necessarily want to make that change. So, manage your fear by not dwelling on the deepest, darkest, worst case scenario. Because those usually aren't going to happen. You're hearing wildlife around me, by the way. So if you hear birds and stuff, then, yeah. You're seeing the reflection of it in this window. What you see is, well, woods. I'm staring at woods. They're great. Um, do that, too. 
That's one way to manage your fears. Find some peaceful place to be. Secondly, I would tell you, this is a time, an opportunity for you to be a leader. It doesn't matter what your title is. It doesn't matter if you have direct reports, but it's an opportunity for you to be a leader and show other people that while fear is completely reasonable and understandable, it's also manageable. And you can do that by being willing to own it all, lock, stock, and smoke and barrel. And making sure that other people understand that you're just going to be determined to do the best work of your life. As I work with teams and individuals who are going through some stressful times, I know this. Putting ourselves at professional risk by not doing good work helps us how? doesn't help us at all. So the best thing that we can do for ourselves is to do the best work of our life under those kinds of times. Because here's what I have learned and life experience has taught me, and here's what I've seen in high-performing people and high-performing teams. If we can operate at an extremely high level under pressure, under stress, with fear and anxiety running rampant, maybe in our head and also all around us, if we can perform at a high level under those circumstances, we're golden. We're golden. How much easier is it going to be for us to operate at a really high level when that stress and that pressure and that degree or that level of angst and anxiety and fear is not present? Thirdly, and I'll wrap up on this. Make both one and two habits. If you can make it a habit to dwell on the upside and the positive, and if you can accept responsibility for your own work product and, and the own your own the outcomes of your own life, if you can embrace those two things and make both of those your habit it will be noticed. People will very quickly realize this isn't just some one-off, that your performance in this situation is not just an outlier, but this is how you operate. This is who you are. This will become the fabric of how you are known professionally, and it just may, it just may change everything. Hey, for Lisa Norris, I'm Randy Cantrell. We greatly appreciate you watching, subscribing, listening to the podcast. And Lord willing, next week we'll both be back in the saddle again. Thanks for watching and listening to Grow Great, a city government leadership podcast. For Lisa Norris, I'm Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com.